You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. From Chicago and Jersey to the magic of Zoom, this is the Chavrusa. I'm Avram Kivalevich. And I'm Kalman Morch. Kalman, um, as we are sitting here in a political season, I know it's not much of a match, I don't think, uh, <laughs> come November. Uh, we'll have a, maybe a, a politics show later specifically. But we can't help but hear the voices, the political voices, uh, the drumbeat, um, whether it's lawsuits, cases, arguments, or uh, what really struck me was the presence of Judaism, uh, Jewish people in media in a, such a strong way. Um, I don't know if you're a fan of his or not. Uh, you know who Ben Shapiro is, of course. Uh, yeah, ben Shapiro is well known. He's probably one of the more outstanding um, and uh, well known of the uh, from. Um, people involved directly in the major media. Right, and he's he's clearly, whether he worked for Breitbart or not, he was somebody who is a very eloquent, fast-talking, social conservative uh, that uh, really stands, and I think uh, maybe even nobly. I don't know if I agree with him. I haven't heard everything from him. I definitely like him. I like the fact that uh, he's sharp-witted, I like the fact that he's out there uh, refuting what he considers the, the liberal bias. But, Kalman, I'm old and perhaps backward, but I think I'm actually correct here. I'm worried about this tofa'a of having from people so out there, so strongly speaking their mind, so politically active and trying to influence. I really believe that although America has allowed us incredible entrance ways into not only the media, but in politics itself, and in, in so many ways that others will say is a big kid Hashem, I believe that we need to rein it in. I think that uh, especially events of the recent past, but even if they hadn't occurred, I think that we are creating too much of a public face. We're out there too publicly. Now, if Ben Shapiro, I don't think Ben Shapiro should take off his yarmulke, <laughs> but I think the fact that Ben Shapiro and others and politicians as well are obviously Orthodox religious Jews, I think it really is going to ricochet back on us in a negative way. anything. Well, I, I think that uh, um, I'm going to have to disagree with you on this as well and uh, say that I think the United States provides an opportunity. You know, for example, you know, there's a lot of people who are upset with what's going on in the country right now. People are upset with the way certain um, policies are implemented. People are upset with the way certain people are part of the country and people even upset about the way um, you know, certain organizations are, have power or whatever. They want to defund this. They want And uh, the answer to all of that is that you're living in this incredible country where if you want something to happen, you need to make it happen. You go out there and you vote 
and you'll vote for the people who will represent you, and then you'll have what you want. It's, and therefore, there's no need to resort to violence or anything like that. And again, I know we're not talking about that. But if for our sake, for the Jewish people, this country is built on, if you want something to be done, there is a system to get it done. And I don't see any reason why the Jewish people need to continue to live in fear as we've lived for all those years and not stand up for ourselves. I'm not talking about going outside the law, but working within the system of what's available. And if we can, on a local level, um, you know, get people who can easily you know, get positions in, in politics because you know, within um, the cities like New York, Chicago, Los Angeles is enough, where certainly in the area you can get, you can get yourself some uh, um, um, power in that sense to be able to provide for the community and working with the government um, even openly and let there be if yeah, I, I think uh, I think uh, you, you mentioned the, the, this consideration earlier. If we can have someone who is a Muslim sitting there, and no one says, "What's that guy doing here?" and we can have um, you know someone who is from um, the Far East uh, in Asia sitting up there, and no one goes, "Is America? Everyone belongs." Then why shouldn't the Jewish people have those same opportunities to take advantage of the system? Why are you so concerned that people are going to see that more out of place than seeing someone who is a, a Sikh or or a Buddhist or or uh, from any other part of the world being able to sit up there and do it? Yeah, I think it is a beautiful image. I am very much an American boy, and it does, uh, obviously, a religious Jew, it it does my heart well to see that type of representation. And it does say a lot about the strides Jews are able to make in the United States. And it is something that should be applauded. Uh, the the person doesn't shouldn't have to take off his yarmulke to be able to sit as an assemblyman. On the other hand, I think that when that occurs, especially when we talk about uh, not only becoming assemblymen, but also taking over school boards, and maybe even when the population justifies it, like in Rockland County and Muncie, where they've taken over the school board completely, or in Lakewood, in terms of the mayor and other things where Orthodox Jews are such a large percentage I, I really believe that it that it ends up hurting us to promote ourselves and to promote our causes by ourselves. In other words, what I'm saying is like this. I think what needs to be worked on, get a couple of, get the Jews elected. Okay, I'm not going to say no Jew should serve in political office. I'm not going to be such a ghetto Jew to say that. But what I would say is, is that our, the issues that are significant for us, we should build coalitions and have them being promoted by our Christian friends and others, rather than being pushed by ourselves. Because I, I, then... I how, 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 first of all, how is that any less dangerous? I mean, the, the people, e- even when we do do that, the people say, oh, it's the Jewish money that's doing it. It's all about the Benjamins. You know, the, the, these politicians are serving the, the Jews who are feeding them money. We're not going to be, able, we're not gonna be able to do, eliminate all anti-Semitism. But when we are the ones that are shouting, when we are the ones that are pushing, 
When he, and even what we're saying is cogent and, and, and intelligent and correct, there is always the sense, but where did it come from? Who is the messenger that's giving us this this point? Again, we're not we're we're not going to be able to eliminate it. That's a paranoia that existed a hundred years ago because it, we, the United States isn't built that way. Could it turn into something like that? Maybe, but the the United States is built on a on a system where um, people have the right to um, representation, and uh, if you've got the votes, you go out there and you do it, and. The, um, will be so smart that they'll use the system better than us, and then we get upset with them. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. But in, for a Jew to be a from Jew to work his way up to become a senator, I, I don't see that people are going to go. Oh, there's the Jew. Let's hate the Jews because you know he backed this bill or he backed that bill in any way more than they will despise anyone for backing a bill that and is. Now, obviously, I'm not denying anti-Semitism still exists, and that's going to be a major factor, but not to the point where the benefits of having someone representing us would be lost in the concern for the people who are going to hate us and speak up against us anyway. That's a pretty, um, I don't even know if I understood what you just said. It was pretty, that was a, a quite a long sentence and the labyrinth of ideas there, I wasn't able to pierce them. But I think what you were trying to say. Well, Dalvin, let me sum it up in one sentence. Yeah. There is a danger, but it's outweighed by the benefit of what we can provide for ourselves. If we can get the people who truly represent us to not needing to rely on others. We've had enough of relying on others. Okay, look, let, let, me, let, let me say like this. I think it's a tremendous Kiddush Hashem. I'm very happy that there's, and you know, they made a big deal about it. I forgot what her name is. I'm sure you know. Uh, the Frum Chassidish woman who became a judge in New York. Um, and it was a, a, a wonderful, and that is a tremendous Kiddush Hashem. And I think the judiciary area, the area of, of justice, the area of, 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 of Chochmah and Seichel, it is a big Kiddush Hashem when we are represented there. Uh, I, I believe, however, in, in, in the more political aspects, in the legislative areas, where it isn't a question of paskening yashristic, where it's a question of pushing what we want and pushing something that's for our favor, whether it's for school vouchers or whether it's for getting a camp open or whatever it is, I believe that we, we, we end up spending politically and I and I and I and I think that those from people that are taking these positions, whether it's Simcha Eichenstein as an alderman in New York or others, I, I, I think that they are playing with fire. Um, and the fire I believe could imp- explode any time. Um, well, I'd like to separate between examples like I think it's Judge Ruchi, right? Yeah. Who who uh, um, you know, is basically as as great as it is, and and as uh, amazing as it is for um, you know Basiakov girls to to see that. Um, it's still I still think that's that's a small picture compared to you know I, I think we're we're you know trying to imagine you know, from senators and the, maybe even from uh, members of the president's cabinet, uh, maybe a, a from Supreme, Supreme Court judge, and then maybe a, you know, religious Jew who is president of the United States. Um, you know, the, the, the 
idea of looking for some something um, for an opportunity for uh, from Jews to expand into those areas, I think that's something we have to uh, push in a positive way. I don't see how it's going to cause any more anti-Semitism than what we already are dealing with. And we don't have necessarily people in, in the... Uh, if you look back in the, in the political field, um, you know great people like Rebuvain of uh, Strobli, and uh, and uh, who who was actually sitting there, you know, amongst the Romans talking policy. We okay, have... you, 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 all right, Common, you tripped up with your tremendous bikias of the Gemara and Meila, but as as you know, he actually had to go there and pretend he wasn't Jewish, right? He actually was Mesaper Komi. Nobody knew he was a Jew. He stood among the nobles of Rome and he made his point in terms of of being Mabato, the terrible Xerus, right? Uh, and what happened when what, what happened when they I'll grant you that. But and, and, you've and, got other examples. So wait, 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 Calvin, wait. Before you you need to stew in your mistake for a little bit, okay? So one second. As we know, he was able to accomplish an incredible thing. He was able to cancel the terrible Xerus against the Jews, which were Mamish against them, and he used very good seichel. Uh, on, on Mila, on Shabbos, on Nida, all the things that really made sense. And when they found out that he was a Jew, they said, ah, let's go and, and, and re, let's go and, and put these Xeris back, despite the fact that he had argued for them. Once they found out he was a Jew, they said, hmm, that guy probably was doing it just out of his Jewish. Let's forget about the good logic that he used. The Xeris came back. So really, that's a proof to me. I'm not saying that that United United. Yeah. So as I said, Ruben Ben Aristobli, Aristobli. There was some guy with an astrolo in his in, in his parents' backyard or something. Whatever, whatever the church of his name is, um, spelled differently in the Shalmi and the Babli. Whatever it is, that actually proves that that it is difficult, even if the Jews say things that are intellectually honest and viable and for the benefit of the country, once they realize who the mouthpiece is, things get very difficult. And um, I think it actually, now, again, what was, what was, and I'm not saying that America is the Romans. <laughs> we obviously do not have an anti-Jewish country. Well, that's really all the difference. I'm not... I'm proving that the system that we have is the same as theirs. And the point of Ruben Nitzterbli is simply to show that Chazal felt that that you you we cannot simply bow to whatever the system is and uh, throw our hands up in despair. But we've got to work within the system. Now the truth is that the Roman system wouldn't allow that a Jew should join, and so there it was necessary for someone to uh, dress up, and he got the special heter to get the special haircut. But but the in in our case where we are given permission, I mean, take a look at the example of of Gavia ben Pesisa, right? Another another great example of of someone who came who represented the Jewish people, and there he you know he spoke as the Jewish people. He represented us in the in the um, in the court of Alexander the Great, and Alexander the Great was open to hearing. Um, you know, the Jewish point of view. The United yeah, but, States is open to allowing the Jews to do it. And the fact that people... But, but as Kavia not- said, Kavia said, look, I'm not going to go as the rabbi. I'm going to go as a simple person. If I lose, it's not going to... Kavia was it's also worried about the... Jew. 
He's still going as a Jew. He's leaving the door open that if he loses the debate, the rabbis can say, well, you debated a simpleton, you know, um, why don't you get someone who truly represents us? So he kind of left that door open. Right, which meant that even with Alexander, he realized that he didn't want to go. He says, don't let, there were people who could have made his argument. Gavia didn't have the most original argument in the world. Let's tell our, our listeners what Gavia said. Gavia said, okay, uh, Mitzrayim, you want your money back? Pay us our wages. <laughs> I think anyone, any person who's talking about reparations today could have made that same argument, right? <laughs> what did Gavia say that was so brilliant? Elawat. It was a very logical point. He said, look, I am a Jew. He didn't go like Ruvain. But, uh, again, part of his argument was, I'm a headyite. Uh, you know what, Kalman? I think like this. I, I think that the, the I'm very, it means a lot to me when I talk about the history of Mayor Shapiro or we talk about Rav Aaron Levin. These were Tamir HaKomim. Rameer Shapiro, a superstar in, people, in people's mind, Rameer Levin, the author of Birch Hasarin, both of them served in the Polish Diet, they served in the parliament, and I, I'm sure they, 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 they did things to push uh, legislation. Um, however, uh, I, I think that the world today, a hundred years later, is a world where you are a bigger believer in that progress. I, I, I'm worried about the backlash I think that if we find the people that we can, whether it's Benjamins or something else, we find the people that could speak for us. Look, and, and, and you know as well as I do, how many people, uh, is, was Jared Kushner a positive thing for us or not? What would you say? Was Jared a positive thing? Jared's position. I mean, if you ask me, I'll tell you that uh, other th- on the surface, he seems to be a non-factor. Although there seems to be a lot of claim about what he does in the in the um, it, it, you know behind the scenes. So if he does do something behind the scenes, then then that he would was pushing the peace. What... He was in charge of the peace process, right? Did yeah, it but have he, certainly? But you know, his his face isn't out there. He's not. He's not talking to. I don't the think you know what you're talking about, Kalman. Jared, if you, I, I don't spend my time trolling the the blog sites or whatever. But people are there talking about Jared's control and Jared the Jews. Yeah, behind the scenes, behind the scenes, and even what. About. Well, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about he doesn't have an official position. He was official. He is officially an advisor to the president. And he was he was officially given the role. Anyone could be officially, but it's not a it's not a position where the people voted him in. It's certainly not within the system of what's available to us. But if we can get all those votes to put someone in charge, and that person wears a yarmulke, as long as the person isn't. Um, um, causing a desecration of Hashem's name, misrepresenting us, uh, which is certainly very dangerous if such a person in such a high-profile position would disgrace us. But if the person represents us well, then that's working within the system. Why are we so afraid of, uh, of a country that provides such a medium? Because there will always be... Let me ask you like this. Do you think there's more hatred for Ben Shapiro than for, let's say, Jordan Peterson? They both get banned. They both get one. One's a from Jew, and the other one is what's the opposite of a from Jew? Um, it's the, the, people will despise someone because they disagree with what that person represents. 
and uh, you know, and we can have we can have Jews on uh, both sides of the field. For example, you can you can you can go uh, against uh, you can run for president, and uh, I, I'd say I'd vote for you, but I can't vote. But, but and I've never you voted. Do that. You, you, you can't can vote. Represent. You can't vote, and I've never voted yet. I wouldn't even vote for myself. You still haven't voted. Even if I was running for president, I wouldn't be voting for myself. Um, yeah, I still haven't voted. But again, here's the thing, Calvin. Look, you know, I, 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 it has happened, and it's going to continue to happen. I, I think it happened in 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 the um, in the school district. It happened in Jersey City, Nebuch, uh when you know the Jews were uh, creating, trying to create positions for themselves there. I really believe that caution is called for, and I think what those energies—and this is really—let's end with this point. I'm not saying that these people um, should shut their minds, but I think I, I think people like. Ben Shapiro and others could do a lot if they would become teachers and involved within our sectors, within our culture. We're, we're not just listening to them and, and they're going out there. I would love, you know, don't you think Claudio lost a, a, a pretty good schmacka? So what I'm saying is, I, I, I know we, we're, we're running around to a lot of different places here in this discussion. Uh, I think the question of, you know, Jews being involved in politics in the sense of um, being uh, strong in the media. Uh, I, and, uh, and for example, you know, the Ben Shapiro example you cited versus the Jews being involved in the politics itself as, as, um, as uh, senators and aldermen and councilmen and assemblymen and uh and and so on. I, I think the, the, these may be separated as two separate subjects. And then you've got the issue of, um, is there a difference between religious Jews having those roles, wearing the yarmulke, and, and non-religious Jews? Um, you know, how would there be an increase in anti-Semitism if someone like a Bernie Sanders would become the president and then the people on the right would associate that with Judaism as opposed, just like, you know, we had uh, during World War II, the communists blamed the Jews for capitalism and uh, the capitalists blamed the Jews for communism. Uh, These, the, uh, I, I think these are separate questions. I'd like to hear you maybe clear things out if you could and what your position exactly is on each of those points again separating okay the position so I'll, I'll try to make it i'll try to make it uh I'll, I'll try to make it quick and to the point i think that let's talk about where we started uh people like ben shapiro i think that uh i i'm proud of his of, of his eloquence i think i would rather it would turn inward I think that there are others that he could write for, <laughs> and they could be the mouthpieces. I'd like to see him. I, no, wait, wait, wait. Ask me. Let me finish here, okay? Let me finish, okay? So I would like to see people. I'll let you be the mouthpiece. <laughs> you ask me a question to make it clear, and then I start talking, and then you stop. Then you stop me, okay? So okay, what am I supposed right, to do? What am I supposed to do? All right? <laughs> so look, Shapiro, people like him, brilliant, great. Write for other people. Don't be out there where people can can see you, especially you know that you're waving an unpopular opinion. You can help change people's opinion by having other people speak your words and say your ideas, and that would be fine. Okay, that's that in terms of that. And I would like to see him as a teacher 
in, in, in the Jewish world, I think he could do a lot in terms of helping promote that. Okay, now you asked about uh, uh, people in politics. Should Jews uh, stay away from politics completely? I think people should be dissuaded. I think that you're right. Maybe if there's a, a, a very necessary situation, yes. Um, like I said, I don't think that uh, it, it's an area where it's very hard not to be nichshal. You have people waving money around for you all the time. Every word that you say is going to be parsed and is going to be uh, examined. You, you can't – look, what about the guy who made the – I forgot who it was, Simcha Felder? who had a, or maybe I'm speaking incorrectly, he had a Purim party where they had pictures of him and he was dressed up in blackface. Maybe I'm talking about someone else, Dov Heiken, right? Dov Heiken, who, right? And, and because of that, he, he almost got, it was a terrible, terrible backlash because of that. It, it, it's not a good job for a, 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 a good Jewish boy. And therefore, that's that. What was your third question about, um, about Bernie? Is there a difference between... Um, um, religious Jews with the yarmulke and the this versus just being Jewish, uh, you know, and maybe even we would separate between those people who even identify as Jewish and those who just happen to be Jewish from their perspective. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. I mean, um, Bernie Sanders would be the best, the best example of that. Yeah. So I would look. We know look, Bernie would never. Bernie didn't have a chance of getting elected. Maybe he could have gotten elected now. By the way, he's probably kicking himself for throwing in the towel. Because I think with the way Trump uh, mismanaged everything, he probably would. He, even Bernie probably. Yeah, okay, we're not we're not talking about Trump. I don't want to get you started on that. Okay, but yeah, if Bernie would become president, would there have been a, would, would there be a, a, a surge against him because he's a Jew? Yeah, hundred percent. hundred percent. Certainly, because but but would the benefits? I mean, not in his case because I you know he doesn't. But in general, the fact if we would have someone like him. Would the benefits not outweigh the cost? That's the question. And I don't mean someone with his political positions. I mean a Jew as president with the identity of Judaism that he carries. Even a Jew with a very secular identity um, as president, I believe that is clearly something we should stay away from. Um, I, I, look, the Steve Fulop, who was the uh, mayor of Jersey City, did it a magnificent job after the, the the killings. Despite the fact that you know he was a Jew who had been from, is not from anymore. Um, but in that position, uh, it, 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 it it is only problematic. Ad bias agel having someone uh, uh, as a Jew would is, is, is would definitely end up uh, not just ricocheting. <laughs> it would be a thunderous implosion that would really bring down, I believe, uh, uh, a terrible, uh, unleash terrible anti-Semitism. I think well, that I, I think that um, Alta yeah, Rishos, listen, and, and 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 being the Rishos is, is probably the worst thing that could happen. I think history speaks against you. You've got examples of uh, Rabbi Shmuel Anagid you know, who was second in command. You've got the Abarbanel who, you know, basically is running the country's finances. Yeah, but, underneath the surface. It wasn't, it wasn't, he wasn't just running the Wrong, 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 wrong. Wrong, wrong. Abarbanel is not a, Abarbanel is not a Raya Bechlal. I can't, if anybody's listening to this, they should 
they, they, they should be ripping their hair out. It's like, what's Warch talking about? How's a Barbara Shaykh? He wasn't the president of the country, he wasn't the no, king. No, I'm showing you that they got involved directly. They got involved. They took positions that they were high up in the country and they and they used it to help the Jewish people. That's the uh, the Abarbanel. There was no one. from his Jew in Spain. There was no other. uh, There wasn't any other Eitzah. Muanogad, you're right, is a very unusual There never is another Eitzah. We are living in a country, and especially, and that was in Spain in the 15th century. In the United States, in this century that we're living in, there has to be. There has to be people who can stand up. We have Shadlanis. And it's available. It's available. Go out there and vote. And there are plenty of Jews. Yeah, vote for people. Vote. I understand it's a big responsibility. And if you're not going to be honest and if you're going to get caught doing things, then then it's not worth the trouble because you're going to make it worse. But if you do do it, you know, Joe Lieberman, I I think a a fair example of someone who, um, um, you know, doesn't necessarily carry a stigma of being someone who's, uh, you know, a bad person like uh, some of the other. And he was almost vice president, right? Tremendous bracha that he was not. As much, it was a tremendous bracha that he was not. And I think, like I said, Shtadlon is yes. And I think it's easier, Kalman, to do Shtadlon is today without having an Abarbanel there. I think it's easier without having a Barbanel to do our Shtadlonas today. We don't need to have uh, such a high posi- higher position there. In the cabinet, yes, it's fine. Steve Mnuchin and others who are in the cabinet. But I think the um, I, I think pushing towards the top, it just ends up uh, like, a, a, again, it's not the Rome, but it's like it's like Ruben Ben, uh, it's the Robus. Well, that's about it, Kalman. We've had our own issues and own difficulties with uh, with the internet today. Hopefully we can patch together this as another episode. Next week, my friends, we're going to be reading your again. responses to all this that's going on. So that's going to be next week on the Harusa when we wrap up this season with your responses and your comments and critiques. And we'll try to answer them the best we can. Take care, Kalman. Have a great week. We'll see you Mr. Shem next week. See you, everybody. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.